Welcome back to another edition of Dingers and K's, episode 49. 49. Do you have anything for 49? I'm going to go Tim Wakefield. Ooh, that's a good one. So I was unsure. So I had to go. I looked up. We have Lee Smith. Oh, okay. One of the all-time best closers ever. Chris Sale. Okay. A little left to be desired there. (laughs) Um, Jake Arrieta. I had a fun run. Ah, here it is. All right. Your all-time 49. My all-time 49. Jamie Moyer. Hey. Pitched to, for like 50 years to in be the that major dude. leagues. To be that dude. You know, you're way past your sell-by date. There you are. Remember, we were just talking about this before we went, you know, we started recording mm-hmm. by guys across eras. Oh, that guy crossed multiple. You know, what? what is he going to do out there now throwing like, you know, 70? Does the guy just pitch 25 years in the major leagues? Right. Yeah, his last year, he's like in his mid-40s, just kicking it. And he wasn't throwing hard at all. No, never. How much do you think he's made in his 25 years? All right, because he came in a little bit early. I want to put him in the $50 million range. It's higher than 50. Oh, wow. He did better than Estrubal? He did better than Estrubal. Oh, wow. <laughs> all right, I'll say 75. 83.9 million. So basically $84 million in his 25 years. All right, I, I need to just you know find a mound here. Eighty five. Who would have thought? You know what is highest? <laughs> this is crazy. Okay, I don't think you're gonna believe this. So his highest salary was at age forty seven. Oh, wow. <laughs> at forty seven, his highest salary eight million. Okay, yeah that that is crazy. So he hit eight million at forty seven, and he hit eight million at forty two. The fact that you're still playing at 47 out there, and then that's your highest salary. So, yes, there's inflation, but come on. <laughs> that's incredible, right? You're not in there like on a minor league invite. Like you have like a real no, you have a contract. contract. <laughs> yeah. They said, we're going to need you this year. He also wow. had made an all-star appearance at age 40. Okay, I can see he had a good first half and kept it together. Would you like to know how many all-star appearances he made? That could you could be like squeak out like six just randomly just because as long as he pitched one. Oh wow, age forty. Oh, that was his one. Okay, so I figured you know he, could, he was on like in some like bad Mariner Orioles like some weird teams like okay they just needed a guy and I could see him just be showing up. No, he came. He showed up. Do you remember the, there was a year where he was already like old for baseball terms? Yeah. And he was like one of the hottest trade commodities because he was just like shoving that first half. Okay. So I'm trying to think what year that would be. Okay. Because yeah, he pitched for forever. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm going might with have it. been the all-star year. Yeah, it might be. Yeah. We're just like, okay, we're taking Jamie. Yeah. We need him. He didn't get moved, but I didn't, I'm just, <laughs> it's incredible. No, that is, that's truly, it's surprising. 
What I think is more incredible is that age 33, he signed with Seattle and pitched for 11 seasons with them. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he didn't get to Seattle until 33 and then just stuck around. Yeah. So like, yeah, he's a Mariner, like Hall of Famer, dude. Yeah. <laughs> he has to be one of their all time, like legends. Wow. Just seven, eight. He pitched for eight different teams. Yeah, Would you like to take a guess, Let's take us some stabs before we get on to Dingers and Case? Okay, I can name, because I got Orioles, Mariners, Rockies. Correct. The Rockies was his last one. Phillies. I think there's like a Philly in there somewhere. There's five years in Philly. Yeah. Okay. Oh, geez. Now I'm stumped. Because I know those, yeah, those are at where he had years. Uh, now I'm struggling. No. Nope. Oh, wait, wait, Cubs maybe? Yeah, the Cubs. Cubs. Okay. <laughs> I think he may have been part of those. 88, is that the Maddox teams? Yeah, Maddox was there in 88. He was a young, it was just like, just getting good. Okay. Yeah. All right. So how did I do? Would I get five? There's, there's five. So there's two randos. He was he like a, a, was he a Mar- um, expo? No, no, no expo. Okay. He made a pit stop in Boston for oh. one season. Okay. Gave him 90 solid endings at a 5.27. Okay. I'm sorry. At a, yeah, no, five out of five. All right. And then he gave St. Louis a solid Four. Okay. See, I have no recollection of, yeah, uh, Red Sox or Cardinal Jamie Moyer. So, Cardinal Jamie Moyer is in 1991. Boston version is 1996. Okay. So, you were alive for one of them. I was alive for one of those. (laughs) For one of those. But, yeah, Jamie Moyer. The Jamie Moyer edition. That would be a fun career. Just be just around, hanging out. Just doing your thing. Yeah. 25 years. Yep. All right. So, today's Dingers and K's are a little different. What's the reconfiguration? Yeah, just, we got to catch up. Yeah. Unfortunately, we had some uh, downtime again. It's a new studio. Yes. Hence the echo. I was waiting for a little more like echo, echo. (laughs) So yeah, we got that. Dingers and K's, a little different, I think just for today. Okay. I think just for today. um, Kind of just going to mention it, take a peek, everybody, because what we have is actually pretty damn good. Yeah. To some people. For a certain type of person, for a certain type of fan. Yeah. So what do you have for Dinger? My Dinger of the Week, this one is from the Venezuelan Winter League. There you go. The Dinger itself, it's cool. You know, it's the guy, you know, Carlos Castro. It's my, the person hitting it. It's his third homer of the game. But what makes it interesting isn't so much the Dinger. It's what happens after he hits the Dinger. Yeah, as Drubal Cabrera. <laughs> so as Drubal Cabrera happens. 15-year vet. After the dinger. So there have been things going on in the game. You know, the guy had a little bit of a bat flip, staring back. There were some things. So it was heated. So he hits his third one of the game, and he wanted to look into the dugout, and he didn't see a, a Strubal over there at first base. He didn't. Yeah, like <laughs> one step off of first. Yeah. And then bang. Then bang. You know, and then, yeah, WWE, you know, like a full on. <laughs> that was pretty much what was going on. Oh yeah. You know, it was a Royal rumble over there by first base. People are getting punched and people are swinging and it was fantastic to see. It was definitely worth a view. If you haven't seen it yet. Yeah. This makes winter ball all the way worth it. Stuff like this. Cause this doesn't really happen in big league games. Not to this degree. No, never, <laughs> never. It's way too much money on the line. Right. Well, winter ball, you get it. So yeah, check out you know the Carlos Castro, Estrubal Cabrera. That is my dinger of the week. I like that. I like it. So mine was going to be the dinger of the postseason. Okay, type of scenario. I had Bryce Harper on the grandest stages of them all. Uh huh. Finally makes it. You know, we've had these two top guys who just 
he haven't gone anywhere like their whole career. Okay. Expected to go, and he finally makes it. And he finally has one of those games where it matters. Right. You know, he hits the game winning home run in game two. And it was, it wasn't even like a well, maybe, maybe not. It was, no, it was just like it's game time. Yeah. Clutch time. Kobe up, Mamba up right here. Boom. Now was McCullers tipping his pitches? Well, that's always a possibility. Because that's the report is that he was tipping a bit. And so that's how he managed to get jumped in the game. I'm just going to say, if I'm ever facing Lance McCullers, I'm just sitting there and saying curveball, 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 curveball. curveball. Right. And he'll hang one. And when he hangs it, right, that's you, when you go. You do what Bryce did. Exactly. <laughs> you don't look anything out, just curveball. Right. And you'll you'll get one. Yep. They can't all be sharp, so you'll get one. Um, but yeah, no, I just, I love the moment. Uh-huh. I've always been on the Bryce bandwagon. So to finally see him do a little sum-sum out there. Huge, in my opinion. Yeah, I always like Bryce. I think he's actually, now I think he's pro- finally getting kind of properly rated for the, the great player that he actually is. Mm-hmm. You know, so, and to use a different sport analogy, this is the Andre Agassi, Pete Sampras from back in the day before you were born in tennis. Mm-hmm. So they always compared the two and Pete won more, but Andre kind of, but Pete was kind of stoic. Mm. and Andre had a little bit more flair and personality to him. So on this particular bit, because, you know, Bryce has a kind of a direct comp in Mr. Trout. Mm -hmm. Trout isn't exactly Mr. Personality, but he's the consistent kind of force. Correct. Where now Bryce will have kind of his one-up. So on the Agassi-Sampras thing, Agassi won all of the Grand Slams, at least Mm -hmm. once, every one of them, where Sampras never did. So Sampras was dominant at Wimbledon. He could clean up on grass, but, you know, but he never won the French Open. Okay. So that was the one he never won, so, but Agassi did. So now here Bryce can go, I've gone to the World Series. You haven't made the playoffs. Mike, you, no, not so much. So when you start comparing them, you can say, well, he's gone to the postseason and Trout hasn't really done anything in the postseason. So that's what I'm saying. You have a little bit of that now. That's a little bit of extra layer to the, the comparison between the two players. Where now he's led his team somewhere. I was going to say, um, does that kind of help his legacy, like in this era, because you're going to look at it at some point and you're like, dude, that was one and that was two of the era. Right. I think you can have that conversation for outfielders. Oh, for their era. Oh, yeah, definitely. If you look at the last, say, decade or so, yeah, these are the top two. Guys. It's those guys, like, you know, you have the Mookies, you have the Giancarlos, the Judges, but I don't think they rank at this point in time to where those guys. Well, they don't done. move the needle the same because. Like Trout, okay, well, Harper came up. He was supposed to be like the next greatest thing ever. Mm-hmm. And then you know, Trout showed up and he just kind of was or is, you know? So that's the difference. Where Mookie Betts kind of managed to slow, slowly just show up in Boston. You know, this guy who was originally a second baseman, okay, we're moving into the outfield. Mm-hmm. And okay, he's turned into a absolutely great dynamic player. We'll end up in the Hall of Fame. But it wasn't like he showed up as this is going to be one of the next guys of his generation. No, and I think Judge kind of had that feel. Well, due to the size. I yeah, I'm going to say he is a physical anomaly. Yeah, in so field. when he showed up, you kind of saw that trending. Right. And up until this year with the MVP, right. it's kind of been hit or miss, right? Right, because he's always he been hurt. He's got a lot of injury issues, and he's never right. fully completed a, right. like a season. Right. This year, you got to see this is what he's fully capable of. I think he's had two full seasons, and they both he should have won both MVPs. Yeah, you can make a real good argument. Yeah. So, you know, I think that's just incredible, but I just feel like at this point in time, he's just not at the same spot as those other two guys. No, but you could also argue, heck, okay, as a contemporary, 
really, in the grand scheme of things, if you went Judge and Trout, well. <laughs> you can have the debate, uh, I think, at this second. Mr. Judge, how many World Series appearances is that in your career? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, right. Uh, zero. So Harper's going, yeah, well, I've gone. You guys haven't. So until you do. <laughs> he's, at the, he's at the top of the mountain. Well, he's right there. I mean, because, you know, you'll say, well, Mookie's going to be like, yeah, well, I got a couple of rings here, fellas. <laughs> so <laughs> there is that. <laughs> that. That is correct. That is correct. But I think it's just incredible to just finally see it. Right. Because like you said, it's always been, he's supposed to. Yes. He's supposed to, he's supposed to, he's supposed right. to. You had Philadelphia nowhere near a playoff chance. And I think oh. most of baseball fans and analysts and all those other people would agree well, to a certain degree. Yes. But I mean, they, nobody, nobody had pictured this. No, no, especially not. Well, they were, they did, they, their own, I thought it was misguided, but Hey, it worked out for them. They were like, no, we're ready. That's why we're bringing in Castellanos. We're bringing in Schwarber. We're ready to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't think they were. Cause that bullpen and the rotation still sketchy as could be, but Hey, got them there. And, you know, Bryce was a, one of the main leading components. You know, again, he has multiple MVPs at this point. So it's like, yeah, he's the dude. He's leading the way. He is exactly what he was supposed to be. I didn't, to me, that's one of the parts that you really got to look at. Mm-hmm. You were supposed to, and you did it. Right. How many times do we see you're supposed to do it? Right. And when that moment comes, where are you? Right. Because again, Trout didn't have that you're supposed to be. Because, you know, he wasn't the first player of his draft class. He was not where Harper was. This was, again, Sports Illustrated when he was a teenager. That's what this is. I would definitely say, though, I think the pressure has switched as the years have gone by, where I think it's on Mike to kind of like, we need something. But it's hard in baseball because you can't just say, go do it. You can hit 100 home runs for the year. Right. Hit 100. You can hit one, literally one. Yeah. Or 1,000. Right. There's no guarantee you're in the playoffs. No, that's the thing. I mean, it's not like you can guarantee in the ninth inning, Mike Trout will be batting Mm -hmm. or Bryce Harper will be batting. You can't dictate that like you can in other sports. You know, Michael Jordan will get the ball or Kobe Bryant will get the ball. Tom Brady or Peyton Manning will be leading the drive. You can make that happen in other sports. For Mm -hmm. baseball, it's not so much within your control. All you can do is do as much damage as you can when you can and then hope you have enough around you to kind of get you where you're trying to go. You know, again, if I'm a pitcher, like I won my game, well, they didn't win the other ones. So, well, well, we lost, you know. So does that make you any less great? No, you have to look at it as just kind of a function of the sport. Yeah, correct. Um, K's. All right. So my K of the week, this is topical in as much as we will know within, well, in six days, whether this individual will be enshrined in Cooperstown or not. Mm-hmm. So this would be Roger Clemens striking out Travis Fryman. It's his 20th strikeout. It's his second 20 strikeout game. So he did it decade apart. <laughs> he did it against the Mariners first in 86, came back just, and did it against the Tigers say, in 96. I think you did the Mariners. The one. Mariners. Yes, I know. <laughs> did the Mariners one. Right. That's why I said I could bring it back because he did it twice. He did it twice. <laughs> so, but it's topical in as much as the, the, the veterans committee vote is going to be this weekend. So you'll know if Clemens and Bonds get in or not. <laughs> it should be an interesting way. I think we've already mentioned it multiple times where we stand on the whole situation. Yes, it's well known that I think they both should be in the Hall of Fame. Just get this over being with. Stupid. Um, we'll see. I had a fair or foul, but... Okay, go ahead. But it was going to be later on. Okay. Kind of on the... I don't know how you word it. I'll let you word it. 
but the idea was, did you appreciate Manfred's comments the other day uh, regarding. regarding Pete Rose and how he believes he should still be banned from baseball? Because it was right when he was promoting the new gambling stuff within baseball. <laughs> it's okay. It's weird with Pete Rose. Cause I think I told you what I would do with him. So what I would do with Pete Rose is I would only put him in the hall of fame posthumously. So as long as he's alive, he ain't going in the man. He dies. All right, there you go. We're done. Mm-hmm. You're in the hall of fame. Now I'm not going to celebrate the dude cause he's done enough zaniness on his own to make it harder for himself. So I don't know if I need to give him a day or, you know, again, if you wanted to go completely, you know, just go forget it and just get it over with, just have like a rogues gallery hall of fame election ceremony one year. So Bonds, Clemens, Pete Rose, Shields, Joe Jackson, all you guys. Just all go of them just go at one time so we can deal with the comments all at right. once. Palmero, we're putting you in. Manny, you're back. Good. Go for it. <laughs> just put everybody in in one shot. So we never have to hear about this ever again. You know, but no, it's it's disingenuous. But, you know, again, Pete Rose isn't hasn't done himself any favors. You know, there was a little bit of a ground swell and like, all right, you guys, now you guys got all this gambling stuff all over the place. The one that I think is crazy, and correct me if I'm wrong, Mm -hmm. is there not a gambling machines now inside of the the stadium? Inside the red stadium. Yeah, some of the stadiums there, they're putting them in there, like, okay, you can get your get your bets in. I want to say Cincinnati has them in, and I think that to me was I know like the Cubs were putting one in. I think the Nationals are I think it's just wild. I get it. It's a new revenue stream, and I get the the argument against because again, at the at the time it was against the rules. I understand that. I feel like this is what how I would have played it out. Okay. Bringing this in, I would have had Pete Rose, the front man. Have him be the front guy. Like, Pete, you're coming back, and with you, this is where we're headed. You be the lead man on this. And it, it makes fun of the situation, but it also gets it over with. It does in a way, but then, yeah, it gets a little bit dicey because, again, it's not like that was Pete's only issue. Yeah. <laughs> so... He has some other things and he hasn't quietly just gone off into the night. Okay. You banned me. Okay. I disappeared and you just don't see me. No, he's been autographed showing it and this, that, mm-hmm. and the other making all kinds of appearances and statements for decades. So I was like, no, you've done too much, man. You needed to sell it to get yourself back in baseball's good graces. They gave, they flew him the trial balloon. Was that last year? Let him actually go to Cincinnati. <laughs> he stepped on the field. He, <laughs> he did got, go on the field. He got to go. So I was like, man, just lay low. Say all the right things. Get in the Hall of Fame. If you want to act like an idiot during your speech, well, fine. You're already up there. But just see, A-Rod figured that out. Like, okay, I'll do what I got to do. Yeah. Try to play nice. They let me on TV now. I'm like sort of back in baseball's good graces. He got his own show. Right. So that's what I'm saying. So it's like, okay, he understood it. Pete, you're still out there. You didn't get it. No, you don't get it. So for me, yeah, no, I... Have issues with baseball being in bed with gambling companies entirely, which I don't know what's worse, the gambling stuff or like the good old umpires and the crypto thing. But, you know. Oh, the FTX? <laughs> yeah, the FTX. The FTX is off the patches now, by the way. <laughs> but, you know, that baseball is not going to turn down a dollar. Those owners will not. So if you have Pete be the face of it, it makes the whole thing look a little bit like a sham. But again, it's baseball and it's a game. It's all a sham. Yeah, it's a game. You're not getting curing cancer. You're not, no, you're not. It's just a sport. So if you want it to be a little bit, you know, just WWE ish, fine, whatever. Who cares? Really? You know, so just me personally, I would just say, okay, just, dude, you're not getting in. I'm telling you now, as long as you're alive, you're not getting in. 
period. And so that way you can stop. We've already said lifetime ban. Okay. Now, after you pass away, I'm telling you what's going to happen. So you'll know, okay, well, once you're off, you know, your mortal coil, you just might end up in Cooperstown. I feel like it would um, kind of set a precedent. Yeah. They're going to go back and like, all right, let's line up the Black Sox. Who's going in? Well, no, because- the, Because that's lifetime well, ban, right? That's my point. You said it's a lifetime ban, <laughs> so he's not alive anymore. So, okay, you can go in now. So go ahead, put Shoeless Joe in. Fine. Whatever. He's not- <laughs> Only man I've ever seen try to throw a game and still hit like 600. Yeah. Yeah. He's throwing it and it's like, okay, he was getting hits though. You know, <laughs> he's just doing it all. You're throwing it. But again, it's, that was, you know, if you start, you look into it, you know, Kennesaw mountain land is there was some, you know, he just decided this is what he was going to do. And okay. Whatever. Different kind of time with the, him being a judge and the legal system. Yeah. So like I said, that for me, Pete Rose, just do it that way. That way you're not making a mockery of it. And you can say, Pete, you still broke the rule. There was a rule at the time. There isn't a rule now. Because again, if I go, okay, so to go old school, we had prohibition. You went to jail because you had liquor during prohibition. Well, you repealed it. Right. But you still broke the law. So you're Mm -hmm. staying in jail. You don't just get out because we changed it, you know, until, you know, not to get political. But if you're in jail because of weed stuff and now they went, oh, it's all legal now. Well, you were still in jail because at the time. That's what the law was. Yeah. You now, if you get a pardon and you get to go, hey, great. But that's why you're still there because that's mm-hmm. what the rule was at the time. So, Pete, you're just bound by the same rules. All right. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, my K was to bring heartache to locals. All right. We are a show based in L.A. So I was going to do uh, Freddie Freeman and the Dodger season. Yeah. I figured why not? Yeah. Yeah. There, you had hope at the moment. I had a lot of hope. They it's had to gonna, go through the heart of the order and they did it. Yeah. It's going to be a miracle. No. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a fairy tale, fairy tale ending this year. No. But that's where I was going to go. I figured, let me just rip the Band-Aid off. Uh-huh. Like I said, I didn't even, due to the circumstance, I didn't even get to watch it. Yeah. So I didn't feel as bad. All I saw was they had a lead. Next time I look, I'm able to look. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. No, it happened fast. Yeah, it was like, I think I was watching and it was the same ending before everything kind of happened. And, and I think they had like a man on first or something like that. I'm like... All right, double them up, call it a day. Right. Get it, keep it moving. And I looked again, I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. No, it happened really fast. It was like, okay, everything, they were fine. And then you could kind of sense it. Yeah. And then, you know, what's his name? You know, um, you know Nola getting hits. It's like, what? You know, Cam gets a hit. I'm like, okay. And then Cronin, okay, boom. Okay, now, yeah, we're going to be winning now. So <laughs> it was a while. It was just. And they, you know, the whole bit, the whole Yancey Almani bit where it's like, oh yeah, he was supposed to throw it at first. Instead he throws a pitch and now you got Dave Roberts taking him out in the middle of the bat looking crazy. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that the way that ended, it looked really, really awkward, but I think, you know, at least for the Dodgers anyway, because it happened kind of when it did, it was easier for it to kind of just wash over everybody and everybody forget about it because the Padres still had to play another round and then they were eliminated. It's like, whatever happened? Nobody remembers. You know, it's like the first time. In 10, not 10, maybe like in like five, six years, the Dodgers didn't get eliminated by the World Series champions. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Okay. Yeah. Guys, they've been making like, yeah. Because they made three of them. Yeah. It's like, okay, you're making the two. World Series. Yeah. yeah. Lost to the Braves. Yeah. Now I'm like going back in my head. I'm just going through it. I'm like, oh yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I think like the last time they didn't was the Mets. Yeah. In 20. Yeah. No, because the Mets didn't win. They lost the Royals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was the last time. <laughs> Crazy, huh? Yeah. I feel like that's always giving me like a little bit, like when we don't make the World Series. Uh huh. Like, lost to the hottest team. They won it all. 
Can't yeah, be mad about that. Cubs in that. The next year with the Cubs, yeah, yeah true. <laughs> like, you can't be mad at it. Just let it be. But then the Padres had to come in and ruin it all. Yeah, well, you'll see them again next year. Yeah. Um, I kind of wanted to break down your thoughts on the postseason before like, we get into off season, which okay. is one of our favorite times. But yeah. So okay. So what, where do you want to start here? Let's start in the AL because. I already know where the NL is going to lead to. <laughs> um, in the AL, I felt like we got the matchups we kind of wanted. Sort of, yeah. We, we both wanted Seattle versus Toronto. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, you took Toronto and I took Seattle. Yeah, yeah. I, I had my doubts, you know. And Seattle pulled it out with some funky eighth inning nonsense. Yeah. Eighth inning, I think it was. Yeah, well, again, looked good until it didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, you're about to blow this game. <laughs> oh, that was a weird, weird ending. Yeah, I mean, it was one of those like, how are you? You know, you're just going to completely implode. You, you know, you have this big lead, and then you're just going to like, yeah, no, we're we're going to lose now. And yeah, you just that was one of those. You just couldn't like a Dave Roberts esque for Dodger fans. You just couldn't stop it from happening. You just kept seeing runs and had a little bit of the '86 Red Sox, and then we got wild pitches, and it's like, oh boy. So it was a fun series between two teams. I think will be back. Yeah, you'll. you'll I think they will have this matchup again. Yeah, we'll see them around again, you know. Both teams, I think, learn from the the experience of being there. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, no, it was a bad way to go. <laughs> it, it wasn't pretty. Um, I, I was so stoked for Seattle, though. Yeah. I was like, here we go. Make, make us look good here. You didn't win the division like I asked you guys to, but yeah. you guys are doing me justice anyways. <laughs> and then on the flip side, I think we had Tampa versus Cleveland. And I want to say I took Tampa. Yeah, well, I had Tampa too. There ain't no way I'm picking Cleveland, like, ever. No, and Cleveland showed up, showed out for a second. Yeah, the Rays, okay, looking at them, they're starting to move into my, you know, my my little Padre camp over there. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, you do all this stuff. You're supposed to be smart. You're putting teams together. It's like, yeah, but it never works. I mean, you got to the one World Series against the Dodgers. Okay, cool, you got there. And it's still just, it don't work. So um yeah I'm I want I will not wonder but I think within the next couple of years if they can stay with their strategy and wander becomes what they're hoping we'll see it, it was a little iffy at times last year with wander but I think yeah. if he can hit that kind of mark where you're like that's a superstar I think that's what kind of gets him over a hump and gets him more into that competitive mode where in the past few years. You had to have Randy or Rosarena come out of nowhere. Right. Willie Adamas apparently knew how to play again. (laughs) Like, you know, you get these things, Brett Phillips. Right. But again, but Glass now gets hurt, and you're like, okay, so we'll see, you know, if if Shane Boz is going to be that guy going forward. mm -hmm. So I think McClanahan kind of hit a wall. Yeah, McClanahan kind of disappeared on him at the end. Like, there was a lot of things. I think they're headed in the right direction. Yeah. But I think they're maybe, sounds weird. I think they're going to be in the playoff contention in 23. But I think they're like 24 is when you should be looking at them. You're like, that's a World Series contender. But again, and I'm going to put them in that Padre camp until they do it. No. No, until I see it happen. Because again, you're always nickel and diamond and you don't have the margin for error. Mm-hmm. So you are right with that. You, you got to hit. Yeah. And you have that team in New York that can always kind of outspend their mistakes. Mm-hmm. So if they need something, they can go get that something. Correct. Boston could do it as well. Boston can too. And I think Boston's going to be a little bit more active this offseason. So it's going to be harder to deal with them. Granted, they have a big issue with kind of keeping their own guys. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to deal with Bogarts. 
Um, you, you're still talking to Devers, trying to work out an extension with him. Mm-hmm. But then they can turn around and say, okay, now we're going to fix our little weird pitching staff here. Maybe actually get some actual really good guys. Now it becomes harder for the Rays to compete with all that. And you're stuck working on the margins again. And you still have the Blue Jays being right where they're at. Right. And the Blue Jays have a lot of money too. So that's something that people don't often realize is how much money Toronto has to spend. Mm-hmm. You have your lineup there. You kind of have your pitching staff together now. Like, what do you do to make that next step? Because you're closer, I think, than the Rays are. So the Rays will oh, yeah, always definitely. be, that's what I'm saying, but if you're always the second, third team, like it's every single be, time, yeah. at some point, you either got to make it or you're just kind of not, and you're always going to be kind of churning. So mm-hmm. when the guy starts to get expensive, he's gone. Correct. You know, like I'm starting to hear rumblings that glass now could be on the chopping block for this year. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, well, what are you supposed to be <laughs> like yeah, one yeah. of your frontline guys? You know, what happens in, you know, a year or two? So you got to go the, I know Atlanta has money. Yeah. But you got to find that Atlanta route where I'm not sure who the hell their negotiator is, but okay. they're damn good at what they do because they get these deals. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily the friendliest player deal in the sense where they can probably make more later, but it is a safety net right there where you're still cashing in a lot of money. But again, you still- were, we were talking earlier about Jamie Moyer and how much he's made in his career. It's yeah. like, okay, well, that's what about what Ozzy Albies is going to make. Yeah. So Ozzy Albee's like, okay, cool, man. I'm making I'm you know, happy. 60, 70 million dollars. All right, cool. Acuna has a hundred million dollars. Like, okay, I have a hundred million dollar deal. Good. You know, so I'm not gonna have to worry about this. You know, you're Austin Riley, he's got paid too. So it's like, okay, it's a team friendly, yes, but as a, you as the individual, you have life-changing money now. Yeah. So if I'm the person, the difference to me individually between $250 million and $350 million, well, yes, mathematically it's a hundred million dollars, but how much am I gonna spend really? Mm-hmm. You know, am I ever, ever going to have to work again? No. So I'll just sign it and I'm good. I don't have to think about this anymore. There is no more going to arbitration. There is no more free agency. Where will I be? I can buy a house in Atlanta because that's the team I'm going to be on for the foreseeable future. Correct. So, you know, that's the thing. So the Rays need to kind of, if you're going to do that, then invest a little bit more to try to get to where the Braves are. You know, say, okay, you gave, you know, he gave Wander his extension. Okay, cool. You know, but now it needs to be, okay, we, we've taken care of McClanahan. We've taken care of, you know, Rosarena. We've taken care, you just kind of go through your guys and say, all right, these are the dudes we're building around. These are going to be the core kind of four, five, six dudes. This is it. Now let's go, you know, and then start working your margins around that. And we've seen where, for instance, they gave Evan Longoria the big contract, right? At the right. time. Yes. They're still movable. There's still value in the player, even later on when right. maybe you need to restart. Right. There's still value, so you can, you can move still them. get right. something because the, the contract's team friendly. So at that point, anybody, another team's anybody, like, but gonna go. Okay, well, it's not. If I'm, let's just say hypothetically, I'm the Mets in the scenario, and the the Rays say, hey, we'll make you a deal because you need another starter or another third baseman. We'll take a couple of your prospects. You'll take this guy. It's team friendly. He's under control. Let's go. Good deal. Done. All right. Not only that, nine out of 10 times when you have those team friendly deals, you end up with the better package. Yes. Because That's what I'm it saying. is you can, team friendly. You can get a better deal. Like I said, you, the Mets will say, okay, cool. We're not breaking the bank here. Something happened to our third baseman. And so we just need your guy. All right. Well, you signed up team friendly deal. All right. Perfect. Take it. Also, I think you have more teams in the market when you do that. Yes. Right. I'm not spending. I'm trying to think of a crazy for instance, Francisco Lindor's contract. Right. Just met wise. Let's just say they wanted to get out under 
Not every team can take that contract. No. Not every team can take Mookie Betts' contract, Freddie Freeman's contract. You no. can't just say, no. you know what? No problem. No, no you're going to have to eat money. Yeah, Oakland's out of the market. Pittsburgh's out of the market. You, they don't even, you know, Cincinnati probably out. Cleveland out. You know, yeah. You can take becoming. out literally half the teams. Right. So and if, then you got to deal with the other half. Who right. probably don't even have the prospects you want for that. Yeah, they, if they have the prospects and they need to match up with you with what it is that you're trying to move. Correct. You know, if I'm trying to move, let's say, a shortstop, well, the teams have one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, well, what do we need yours for? We got a guy. Whereas if you go, yeah, well, he's cost controlled and it could be, okay, he's cost controlled. Teams just go, we don't care. You know, it's a, a $10 million first baseman. Okay. Yeah, we'll take him. Yeah. <laughs> we just need an, we, in the era of the DH. We just, okay, let's take him. It's another bat. Mm-hmm. Perfect. So you get out from under your deal. You get some more prospects. You get to keep it kind of the momentum going over there. Keep churning. But like I said, I'm starting to have doubts about the, the Rays just as a team. Just because I'm like, okay, you keep doing this, but it doesn't work out. It seems like 2020 might have been their one shot. Like a short season, you got to the World Series against a superior opponent. You had them right there, and you didn't get it done, and that might be as close as you ever get. You know, at least unless something changes with the stadium and whatnot. Correct. What would you think of the Cleveland-New York series? I thought that was a good one. Ah, uh, it. It was cool, I guess. It's again, you, it's a similar, you know, David Goliath, you know, no money, literally with Cleveland, yeah, versus a team with a lot. But again, it's all right, Cleveland. Are you going to invest enough to get to that next level, or is this going to be just what you do? Mm-hmm. You make the splash appearance, here you are, and then you disappear again because you know neither one of us picked them in the division. <laughs> so, no, well, the White Sox were just a. Yeah, the, the White Awful. Sox, yeah, they had, a, you know, worse seasons probably as they could have had. But point being, they're not going to stand pat. The Royals are going to be kind of getting better here and there. Bobby Witt band, bandwagon right here. Yes, I know you are. You're Bobby Witt, you know, he, he's your, you know. I got to hope. I got to land. I got to hit one of them. Your second favorite to Gavin. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> Gavin, 2023 All-Star. Okay, we'll see. But. You know, I just, you know, with Cleveland, we'll see if they ever really, truly, especially as the economics have changed, unless they change ownership, you know, the Saudis invest in baseball or something. <laughs> I really want it to happen. People are like, no Saudi money. I'm like, why? Just look at Man City. Yeah. I just well, imagine that in baseball. Yeah. It's called an antitrust exemption and they're just not going to let them buy a team. <laughs> I just want to see it. I just want to see it happen. I mean, they're scared of Uncle Stevie. What would they do with the Saudis? So no, that's never going to happen. But, you know, that being said, it was a fun series, you know, but yeah, just watching Cleveland try to score. <laughs> it wasn't pretty. No. So it's Jose Ramirez and just a bunch of guys. Stephen Kwan. Yeah, I would say Stephen Kwan's <laughs> fun, but it's like. Yeah, okay. your guys out there. Yeah. Jimenez and Rosario were, well, Rosario kind of fell off, like the longer it kind of went for the season anyway, mm-hmm. where Jimenez kind of kept it going and he's like, okay, he's looking legit. But then it's like, okay, who else here can hit like a homer? Well, you had Naylor acting a acting a fool out there for a second. Yeah, yeah, he had his fun. I I I would blame the series loss on Naylor. Okay, <laughs> what he just made the you just, Yankees you upset. angered the Yankees. Yeah, that was okay. like they're the sleeping bear. Yeah, and then they're like, I honestly thought they were going to lose a series the way it was starting off. Uh huh. I was like, damn, this happens. What's going to happen to Booney over there? And then he did it. I'm like. All right, here we go. 
And sure enough. Boo might be, you know, he's just like East Coast Dave Roberts, man. They just hate him, but he just keeps like, what? Just, one, I'm just going to keep winning. 90-something games again. What do you want me to do? <laughs> oh, poor Booney and Dave Roberts. Yeah. Yeah. They, you just can't do anything right. Well, not which you've given them like, a, you know, a Ferrari. You know, all you got to do is just not run into a ditch. So, you know. It's very easy. We've seen it. <laughs> yeah. We've seen it happen <laughs> numerous times. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's a, again, fun series, but the Yankees were the better teams. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then you move over to Seattle and Houston and it was like, well, you already know where my allegiance lies there. I know. I know you were. Really I was like, come on, Seattle. I'm like, they had game one. They have it. They have it. What in the hell? Yeah. Overthought game one. Yeah. I can the Robbie Ray scenario. Just right. I think they just overthought that one. And yeah. And then never just never got, and then that. they never recuperated from that. It just, no, Went downhill. I, I really feel like that one took the sale, like the win out of the sales yeah, right there. That did. was just one of those like, oh, we're we're contending with what should be the champions of the league. Right. We're right here. We have the win in the bag. Right. Then you're like out there and JP Crawford turns around, and he's like, What the hell is this guy doing out here? <laughs> no, but again, you had to try to do some things if you know you're the lesser team. You know. Yeah, you gotta take the chances, right? Yeah. You're, right. you're looking for that one haymaker and right. you're swinging and swinging right. and it just never connected and said right. they connected on you. Right. And, you know, also with that one, different than the Cleveland, New York, when this is a divisional matchup, so you know exactly what this is. Correct. You know, where Cleveland and the Yankees, you don't see them that many times. You know, you know, you're Cleveland, you're the underdog, sure. But if you're Houston and Seattle, Seattle's like, yeah, we know <laughs> what we're doing. Yeah, we know what's here. <laughs> That's one of those, like, we had to come out with our A game. You came out with it and you right. had it and you're like, well, our A game's not good enough. Right. So it's I, what I really feel happened. Yeah, but again, they're just an incomplete, I hate to use the word, but it's like an immature team. They're not ready yet. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're It's face- not a ripe tomato or something. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're just not <laughs> a ready. Ripe fruit. Where, you know, Houston is. They're like, okay, they've been doing this. Yeah. So you just ran into him. You're not there yet. I have more faith in Seattle getting back there, maybe getting where they're trying to go than I do with Cleveland. Because mm-hmm. it seems like they're investing more in their team. Like, we'll go get Luis Castillo. We're trying to make this team better. I actually like that Teoscar deal. Yeah. yeah I think not, you not bring, bring right. another bat into the lineup. Right. It looks like Winker's on the way out. So, yeah. I really like that one for their standpoint. Right. I mean, that's there. my point. That's what they're, they're actually putting. They're, they're looking trying to at it. Yeah, they're do trying what we to need to do. You know. I mentioned it before. Like, I think Trey Turner there would be perfect. I just love the concept. Okay, but. Because you're getting a guy who can actually get on base and yeah. hit the ball around a bit. Right. And you got a little pop to him. And that's what I think that kind of club needs. You look at their on-base percentages. Mm-hmm. It's not pretty. No. Not that Trey's a walking machine, but he's a hitting no. machine. Yeah, but he can hit. And, and that's it, the difference. And then with also with the new rules, all the base running and all that, he can add a lot of value there. Correct. Which that's another thing. I think uh, Seattle can jump, get a little bit of a jump because of that, because they have a lot of athletic players. Mm-hmm. So Rodriguez can run. Like I said, if you want to, you know, Crawford can run. If you want to add Trey Turner to the mix, he can run. You start going, oh, okay, these guys can move. Kellenic can run. They don't have too many just like cloggers on the bases. Mm-hmm. So I think the new rules could help them, you know. So wouldn't be the worst spot for him, you know. JP's going to learn second base or something. Yeah, he'll be fine. i learn to, you know, play all the infield positions or whatever. You may have to <laughs> unless he gets moved. But um, you move on, you got – the two teams I think everybody was kind of looking forward towards yeah, as a series, and it just wasn't a series. No. <laughs> no, but the Yankees' issues kind of appeared. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, these this is their problem. It's like, right. This is where you have really one person kind of, that's 
Hit. I love how they're just like <laughs> bat first, bat second, bat third, bat fourth. Nope, go back to second. Nope, go back to third. Nope, try first again. Right. They, they had to try to move him all over the place just to be able to get that bat going. Right. And unfortunately, he didn't actually perform no. to the greatest of his abilities, but no. you just didn't have it there. But I will say, there is a difference between regular season Giancarlo and October Giancarlo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. October Giancarlo can play. Yeah, no, he he was he's like he did okay. I'll do the judge thing since he's not. <laughs> so I'll try, but really there's only one guy. So now it becomes oh, it's me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm it. You know, Aaron's on his way out. He's checked out because he's going. Where's my paycheck? You know, and he's like whatever. Okay, we lost. I didn't get it done here. All right, whatever. Yeah, Hicks going up to that. The outfield, I think, at one point was such a strong focus point, like focal point, mm-hmm. and it has just tanked. Yeah, past few years. Yeah, but again, that's because they chase a lot of names and not mm-hmm. players necessarily. And I think because they kind of do that, you end up with these weird little looking teams and guys who end up being older than they should be out there. You, you know. end up very top heavy that way. Yeah. Because you're getting what's left. Right. Well, they, that they build through stars and scrubs. That's what they do. Mm-hmm. So that's always been kind of the Yankee model going back you know, decades. It's stars and scrubs. So you go back to like the Jeter era, you'd have stars. You'd, well, no, stars. you'd have no you'd, no, you'd have Jeter sitting there next to Scott Brocius or somebody. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's what we're running with. That's right. You know, the remains of Chuck Knobloch, and then you have Tino Martinez. Like, okay, well, this, yeah, that's what we're doing. The last complete, like complete, complete thing team I can think of is 09. Yeah, but even then, there's going to be people, be people on the team where you're just like, whatever. They're just whatever guys. They mm-hmm. managed to keep it from bottoming out. You know, and again, okay, so Brocious becomes, let's say, Wade Boggs. <laughs> it's like, okay, whatever, you know. So, but it's just the remains of some other guy who was great on another team, mm-hmm. you know. So I just think, you know, or Boggs became Brocious, however you want it, whichever way, I can't remember which one's which. But point being is that you just keep getting players. You don't have the young guy, you know, the young up and coming. They have like a few of them, and they try to push them out there as like a generation. So now we're waiting on, Okay, is it going to be Oswaldo Peraza? Is it going to be Anthony Volpe? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then I mean, Jason Dominguez is, you know, years away still, but that's what they're kind of doing. Mm-hmm. They don't ever let those guys show up, develop, and then you see what you have with them. And that's why your outfield ends up with Aaron Hicks running around out there. Yeah, or you're like, Bader. yeah, I was say, you got Bader out there, and you're like, come on, man, do it. You know, and then you made a deal where you needed a starting pitcher and you traded for Frankie Montas. Trade away Jordan Montgomery to get Bader, only to have Montgomery be like the best pitcher on the Cardinals once he got there. Yeah, he was he was the best for a while. He he fizzled out at the end, but yeah, yeah, he showed up. I was like, okay, I'm fine. Yeah, you know, but you, that's the kind of deals you make because you keep putting yourself in that situation and you acquire Montas, who you thought, and then no, he ain't. <laughs> I had seen some stats on Montas that I thought was incredible. It was like one of those things, like away from Oakland. Yeah, it was just hot garbage. Right. And then at home, he's a Cy Young candidate. Yeah. Oh, I know. I, I've I watched like, him plenty. Wow. You know, then you got Lou Trevino to go with him. And Oakland's like, yeah, yeah you can have them both. Go ahead. Take it off. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but then the little bits of prospect you do have are the guys with the tools that you that could that you be, could have used. You yeah. know, for all Frankie Montas gave you, might as well just let Ken Waldachuk pitch and it would have been about the same thing. You know, at least Waldachuk's cheap, cost-controlled, and, you know, you could do something with him going forward. Mm-hmm. So... That's where I think the Yankees went astray, and it just all really kind of manifested itself in the postseason. Yeah, when you're playing Houston, who has none of those concerns? No, they've they've already done all that. 
You know, you start looking across the diamond. You're like, yeah, where are the, like the bad players really? I mean, other than like Martin Maldonado, I guess. But even then he's going to know I have a role. I run the pitching staff. Yeah, so that's, that's my role here. You don't yeah. need me to hit. And he, you know, he managed to get some hits in like in the it world did. series. He, you know, he did some things. So that's where I think the Yankees need to really reassess their, their team building model, especially as, as it affects like the, in the current modern game, mm-hmm. you know, the modern era, they can't do what they did before. You know, they don't have like that self-sustaining again, the, the Dodgers sort of perpetual, you know, like player, like producing machine. It just doesn't stop, you know, okay, this guy's out, this guy's in, you know, they become useful players. They can fix them. The Yankees don't do any of that stuff. No. So, so just trying to get your ready-made player and throw them on the team. That's not the way to do this anymore. So to me, they would be wise to put functional baseball players on their team not just some person that we've heard of before. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as we we're looking at jaw scores earlier, we, you know, just cause he's in the top 50 in, on his jaw uh, score, yeah. it also means he's been around long enough to do this. To do that. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. So you have Houston go to the world series for like the fifth time in like six years or some crap like that. Yeah. Um, which I guess is good for them. No, they built it and it worked. It's definitely worked out for them. Um, you look at the national league, you have wild card series. You have Philadelphia going against St. Louis. Yeah. And we didn't get the opportunity to really talk about it, but I'm pretty sure you would have taken St. Louis. Yes. Going into it, I would have. But then once I saw them play together, it's like, no, this, this ain't it. Mm-hmm. As soon as I saw like the first game of it, I was like, nah, man, the Cardinals got a problem. <laughs> so it was weird because it just, they looked like mediocre as soon as they got in the playoffs. It was like, no, they're not better than the Phillies. I think at all. The, the difference is that they were never. Fantastic. The no. division was just Yeah, the division, I guess, yeah, kind of helped prop them up. The Brewers really never quite got it going. The Reds are the Reds. The Pirates are the Pirates. The Cubs were the Cubs. And so, yeah, you never really quite knew what you had with the Cardinals. And I think you can look at it. Maybe you could be like, well, look at their numbers against playoff teams. I can go play one series. Yeah, a series. Yeah, I can look good right? for like, three days and hold series, it together. What does it really look on a long-term basis? Right. And I think that's what kind of happened. And when you're playing in the NL East, like Philadelphia did, you're playing real teams yeah. other than about one. Yeah, really. I mean, the Marlins are the only. Well, Marlins are Marlins, competitive, well, the, okay. In my opinion. Well, okay. So the Nationals were this year, at least, especially by the end of the year, mm-hmm. were just they weren't trying anymore Correct. after the Soto deal. But yeah, going into it, you're and even then the Marlins can pitch; they just can't score. Well, I think that's the difference. If I can beat top pitching, right? <laughs> almost every night because I got Marlins. I got yeah. You're running the Braves, Atlanta, the Mets. And, you're going, okay, Atlanta yeah. had one of the best rotations in all the league. Right. You guys have you have the Mets. Mm-hmm. We had a solid rotation. Right. Like you're going through tough pitching night in and night out. And right. when they come to this, it's just yeah night and day. The cards are hoping on Wayno. <laughs> like, come on, yeah. <laughs> um, it's kind of sad to see, I guess, in a certain degree for that's the end of the Yachty Pujols thing. But, yeah, but again, I feel they, like it is time. Yeah, I know they both needed to go. It's their, it's their time to go. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we don't need Pujols trying to push Jamie Moyer to see who can last longer. Yeah. You know, it was just time. And I mean, they both won in St. Louis. They've had successful runs there. It's all good. You know, me pools will get a statue outside and they'll both have retired numbers and all right, it's all good for everybody. So, you know, it's, it was kind of funny how they just kind of put Wayno with him, but he's like, dude, I just was retired. <laughs> That's you guys decided. Yeah, he's that. like, I'll wait another year. I need my own farewell tour. Which in a way, again, he was still like one of their most viable he, arms. He really was. So I was like, why am I leaving? Correct. You know? 
But yeah, once they started playing the Phillies, you could see it's like, no, the Phillies are actually better than the Cardinals once you put them out there together. Mm -hmm. So, and the Cardinals kind of weirdness with their the defense not being quite what it what you would think, and just the offense wasn't what you think either. Just all of it, just they look like a mediocre club. But I do think the Cardinals are going to turn around and you look up again. They're like really, really good again. Because they, they have a couple guys coming, and it's like, oh, all right. I wouldn't be surprised. And what's nice is that you kind of get the time to let the guys play mm-hmm. in that division right now. The yeah. way it's currently constructed. Right. right. You have your top prospect, Nolan Gorman. Oh, they hate to do what I'm talking about. Oh, you're talking about the other dude, the other third baseman. Uh, yeah, Jordan Walker. He's going to play right field. Yeah, so you got like your you get your guys, but you can allow them to actually come up. Right. Settle in, get comfortable, play. play right. Because guess what? I got MVP over there in Paul Goldschmidt. Mm-hmm. Got MVP runner up over there, Nolan Arenado. Right. Did he gets second or third. He was second. Okay, so I got my guys, my core guys, where I can lean on them while you guys get ready. Right. And then eventually, you hope at the end of the year, we're all on the same page here. Yeah. The thing I think the Cardinals this year, just off season wise, is just okay. What's going on with that shortstop spot? Yeah. <laughs> like, hmm. Right. There's plenty of options. So Paul DeYoung, huh? He he returned. <laughs> yeah, plenty of options. So that's what I was saying. When so. you got when all of a sudden he's back playing, it's like, all right, they're not that good. So when you saw him with the Phillies, it's like, eh. I think I kind of like the idea of it. You tell me what you think. If Seattle can go out and get one of the big fish at shortstop, mm-hmm. I think JP Crawford will fit pretty decently there in St. Louis. Good with the glove, decent bat. He can do the job. I, what I he's not going to be a superstar, but I think he can do the job. No, I wouldn't. That's not too crazy, actually. I'm thinking, I'm like, yeah, okay, I could see it. I mean, I, I kind of put it in my mind, kind of put it out there on the fields. Like, yeah, I think it works. It's an upgrade, I think, is still an upgrade. Well, he's a competent major league shortstop, mm-hmm. so you know you have that. And like you said, good with the glove, so that's a big plus. It's like, okay, they have more of a pitch to contact type rotation. It's not third like defensive a, team, anyways. Generally, to a certain degree, yeah, generally. Which you know you. You don't have a bunch of fireball like pitches. You know, again, Wayno's taking taking the ball. Yeah, I mean, unless something happens, I mean, I'll expect Stephen Matz to still be there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Jordan Montgomery will still be there. He's not, you know, going to be out here just you know striking out fifteen. That's not what he does. I was like, okay, these are like three of our like main guys. You know, Jack Flaherty. We'll see if he returns or what we get. What's going on with him? Yeah, you know. So okay, that's. You know, you're going through your rotation. Like, give me a guy who can just catch ground balls, please. You know, so all's not lost, and it is the Cardinals. They don't stay down for long. No, they really don't. So, but yeah, that first round matchup with the Phillies, and once they started playing, it was the Phillies easily. Just all the way. What's going to happen. On the flip side, yeah, the New York Metropolitans. Yeah, that that didn't go well. Against uh, San Diego, I think uh, Chris Paddock called them the UPS drivers. Okay. <laughs> um, San Diego Padres down there. <sighs> yeah, I know. What can you say? You, you get one hit in an elimination game. That's what you say. I was never Should have checked the year sooner. Yeah, and I was so never so happy to go to a Black Keys concert as I was that night. Oh, that's right. You told me about that. I yes. was like, all right, cool. That game's over. I don't have to think about that anymore. Move on to something else. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, as as big of a surprise as Philadelphia was, yeah. dude, I, I go to the Padres for what they were able to do. They didn't necessarily finish the job in a sense, but they yeah. got to a point where you can say, we got here, guys. Almost like you're building. Now, do they have the talent and all that? That's right. questionable. But you can look at it from a team mental aspect. Okay. Where you can say, 
guys, we are three wins away from the World Series. You can say that. You can yes. say that, and you take that motivation, and you hope you grow with it, right? Like, you take it. Okay. Oh, come on. We, we're, we're on the way. You have that mentality that, God damn it, we showed up to the playoffs again or bounced. Yeah, but like, they were. <laughs> they were, but it's no, one okay, of those okay, where you no, actually went somewhere. No, I will say this much. For this particular iteration of the Padres teams, on the Padres 2022, they did eliminate two 100-win teams on their way to beating to playing the Phillies. Correct. So I will concede that to them. However, the team to me still isn't that good. I mean, you ran into, again, the, the Mets' issues bore itself out in the series. Mm-hmm. And, again, there's only one team that can win, you know, but the team I think that won had kind of the least issues, and that's why they won. But – the Mets issues where their lack of power became a problem because you had to have multiple hits to score runs. Correct. And they don't steal bases. So it's not like it's okay. Well, he was on first, he stole second, we got a hit. Now there's a run. No, it's he's on first. Got to get a hit. Maybe he goes to second. He he'll go to second, but maybe go to third. Now I got to try to get another one mm-hmm. or okay. I hopefully there's less than two outs. We can get the sack fly. And that's how we're going to get one run. Correct. Where the Padres in the series were able to hit homers. Correct. You know, Trent Grisham out of nowhere is hitting homers off Scherzer and DeGrom. <laughs> but anyway, point being is that the Mets offense and the lack of power really became problematic in that particular series. And it's like, okay, it's a best of three. So if you dump two out of three, you're gone. So it's like, okay. So it wasn't like I was like, I was only upset with the Mets in the third game mm-hmm. in terms of my, you know, it's an elimination game. And you have one hit, and you didn't look like you were scoring at any point in that game. You were just going to lose from jump. That was problematic. And the other little bit, I guess, would be problematic is just, and again, it's just kind of circumstantial. It doesn't make him a bad player, just in a bad spot. You had Bassett making that start in the third game. Mm-hmm. So you really went like one, two, thinking you were going to knock him out with your two kind of ace guys with Scherzer and DeGrom. You didn't. Now you have a real drop off to the third guy. Who would have ever thought? What? You needed them to show up against the weekend against the Braves. Didn't happen. Right. You needed them to show up the next the weekend, weekend against the Padres. <laughs> didn't happen. Didn't show up. You could put as much money as you want, and I don't think anybody would have guessed that would happen twice in a row. Yeah, well, if you would have watched them, you think, yeah. Man, I just, <laughs> I, I, I just feel like that just never doesn't happen. It, no, because, again, I watch them every day. Mm-hmm. So I was like, no. You, I could see DeGrom wasn't. He had the one good game against Atlanta where he showed up and he was just striking him out the weekend before, before it all went wrong in Atlanta. The, the start he had before that, he looked fine. And it was like, oh, okay, he's just striking him out and whatever. But even then, it was like, well, yeah, but the Mets did an old school Mets thing. They only had like one run themselves. Mm-hmm. So then DeGrom was like, okay, well, then I give up like a homer after striking out all these people. And it's like, one, one, okay, I'm out. So, <laughs> so I was like, no, you could see it. that it was like, okay, that was his one good game. And he never quite looked right at any point. And then Scherzer looks like the decline is really, to me, it's noticeable. It's not, he isn't the same dude. Is he really, really good? Yes. Is he Cy Young Award winner? No. Is he, you know, Hall of Famer? Absolutely. Would I trust him in a game seven? Not so much. The arm fatigue is real now? Well, it's not arm fatigue. It's just the stuff isn't the same. Mm -hmm. It's just not. And it hasn't been, you know, I watched him all year. It was like, uh, no. And maybe he'll say, no, it was the oblique. And so I wasn't quite right because I didn't trust my oblique. Okay, sure. But I can see the ball coming out your hand and it's just not the same thing. Mm-hmm. This is a mediocre starter guy. You know, that's why, you know, he got roughed up in his start. That's what happens. 
So what goes on with the Mets going forward? We'll see because they're the most you know volatile team this offseason because they need to replace like half their roster. You know, so who um, knows? He's got a wide open paycheck. Or oh, yeah, his pocketbook is open, but you have to replace half a roster. It's mm-hmm. not one guy, two guys get this one. That's like, no, you literally, you look at the rotation. Who's still on the roster? Yeah. Well, Carlos Carrasco's here and Scherzer's here. Okay. What about the other three spots? Ah, those are open. <laughs> so, your bullpen, who do you got? Well, we re-signed Edwin Diaz and we got Drew Smith. Anybody else? Nope. <laughs> so, you know, uh, you have two outfielders. Hey, what about the, uh, we'll see. Yeah. You know, you start going around the team. You're like, yeah, man, it's like half a team. <laughs> so it was an interesting series. The teams were kind of well-balanced and it kind of fell into the Padres hands where, yeah, the two dominant starters weren't dominant. Mm-hmm. So they could hang around, split the games. And then Bassett isn't dominant like that. He's not going to be, I can strike out 12 guys, you know, kind of do what Musgrove did. Mm-hmm. Bassett really doesn't do that to anybody ever. He just keeps you in the game and doesn't get blown out. So for him, he's kind of hung around and then the game got farther and farther away. And you know, he's human. He can feel the pressure of looking. It's like, dude, you guys aren't getting any hits. So I got to try to make perfect pitches and it didn't, it work. didn't work out. Mm-hmm. No. So then they got, you know, they were just out of there. So we move on to, you know, your stuff. In the next round. <laughs> yeah. You move on to the next round. You got Philadelphia going against Atlanta. You know, I think we all thought World Series or NLCS rematch. Yeah. Come oh, in. I did. I absolutely did. I thought we, we all, I think everybody could say, yeah, that's what we're going to see. And right. Didn't happen either no way. Not at all. No. Um, Philadelphia just came in and kicked butt. Yeah. Kick butt out there. Yeah. Which again, they kind of got their little bit of momentum. It's kind of like, it's like kind of like a vibe. So it's like, okay, we're, we're, we're rolling. You know what I thought was interesting that I heard, um, they're interviewing the managers and they kind of liked the idea of being the wild card team. Mm hmm. Because you have much more to play for down the stretch. Right. So coming into that last week, we got to be playing our best baseball. Yeah. And guess what? We got to continue playing our best baseball for another week. Okay. Do it for one more week. And I know that gets tiresome and the body gets a little more beat up than the other teams. But I think there's a mentality standpoint. Well, you kind of get a little bit of a benefit from doing it. And I remember just listening to it. I'm like, you guys got me thinking about this. (laughs) Because they talked about, for instance, the Dodger standpoint. Didn't play a real game for over a month and a half. Oh, I ain't played a real game since May. <laughs> so. so, like, you look at it, like, you don't have that, where's the assertiveness, where are we, is go time. You yeah. haven't had to do it. Which I think the the break actually, to me, hurt the Braves. Because they did have to do that because they were, they I mean, and that's I, tied. They had the same record. You that, had to win, but then it was like, okay, we won now. Yeah, and I think that goes like, into ooh. where <laughs> you almost get that, like, mental, like, mm-hmm. you get to take that deep breath. Right. Okay. We won the division. Yeah. All right. We had a couple of days off. Right. Do what you got to do. Get back to normal type of situation. Mm-hmm. But then you come back out and you're like, mentally, yeah. I feel like you're not in the same spot. No. I don't think they were. And then also with the Braves, fundamentally, it's on the roster. Mm-hmm. They didn't have Spencer Strider. I was like, okay, well, this is our new guy. Yeah. <laughs> so, you got freed and that was about it. Yeah. You got freed and then it became, okay, Charlie, Charlie Morton, Morton. Go. You know, Ian <laughs> Anderson was a bust this year. Like, yeah. You start looking around and you're like. Yeah, what's the rest of our rotation? Well, Kyle Wright was good, but it's like, okay, but again, you, you that wasn't the plan. Spencer Strider was supposed to be our dude yeah. who was just going to shove and just you were just going to wear it, and that was how it was going to go. Correct. And, oh, he's not here. It's like, nope. <laughs> so I really, I wonder if that, you and I kind of talked about it before, where maybe they relook at this format. Because I, I do think there's something to it now. 
Okay. And I, I think you kind of saw it not as much from the other side, though. That's the weird. Well, no, you see but, it again. It's because I think you saw it only on one side, to be honest. Like, you look at the NL side. Right. Like I said, top you, two seeds got knocked out. But the other side, the top two seeds did what they're supposed to do and got to the CS. Right. That's why you don't blow up the format. That's why you don't yeah. just go, okay, get rid of it. This format sucks. But you do have to be mindful of that where it can't just be where you end up with the fives and sixes going to the world series every time. And then cause, so that, I, cause that makes the season kind of pointless. Correct. So yeah, I think there's maybe a little tweak, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure what necessarily is the tweak for the format. Well, make- if you keep it this way, like how do you do it where these teams can stay mentally in it? Well, because I think the break, you're not going to ever really have it where the teams, cause if you're going to have six teams, you're always going to have buys. Correct. That's just what's going to happen. So short of you just expanding it even farther and saying there's no buy, um, you're always going to have that. If you want to reseed, that would be one thing. So, you know, okay, you're in Philadelphia, you're in as the six. All right, well, now here you go, Dodgers, because that's yeah. the six. So we're reseeding. So they knocked off, you know. They knocked they, off the three. They knock off the three unexpectedly. Okay. And then, you know, okay, Braves. Well, yeah, here you well, go. Well, the NFL does that. And I Right. I think it kind of works to their Hockey benefit. does that too. Hockey receipts. Yeah. And they're okay, well, if you're the number eight seed, you're going to have a hard road, you know. And I think that would make it a little bit more interesting. And also, again, in terms of interest level or fairness, because they're not necessarily the same thing. Yeah. So interest-wise, I could go, yeah, this is more interesting if we do it this way, but the more fair way would be kind of what they did. So, okay, well, here you go. Mm-hmm. But interesting, again, yeah, you have to change what baseball does as a business, and that's a whole other thing, you know. But you don't need to have it where your sixth seed who barely got in, you don't need to have them re- repeatedly going to the World Series because you're watering down your product in the sense that you're making the regular season less meaningful. Correct. So, you know, that becomes it becomes the NBA at that point, mm-hmm. where none of the games truly. No, matter. there's a lot of teams where they're just. We'll end up with our four or five seed and we'll go out there and do what I do, do what we do. Yeah, well, all, we, all we care about is being just being in the playoffs. We don't care about any of these games. Correct. Now, yeah. everybody, I do agree that baseball playoffs are definitely a crapshoot. Yes. I agree to that 100%. I, whoever gets hot first. Yeah, scenario. just whoever's hot. Right. And so I know you have that, but I think there's a little bit there um, regarding the Dodger Padres series. The, that's what I take from it. Okay. The, the assertiveness just wasn't there. The No. It's go time. Like, they came out game one, and they handed it to them. At no point did you ever wonder, are the Padres going to win this game? Right. And I was like, okay, it's there. But when your back finally hit the wall, I just feel like you weren't ready to fire up. It was like, you ever seen, like, when a train takes off? Yeah. That's what I felt like the, the team was at. Uh-huh. Where they're just trying to chug along, chug along, chug along. Oh, you're done. Yeah. And they never, never got going. Yeah, it never really got. Yeah, never, you never really got, got to here. get where you no. needed to go. You never got, you know... I, I think the Dodgers are slow starters. I think we see it every year. Okay. Look at the first 10 to 15, 15 to 20 games. They're okay. They're never world beaters in the beginning. Well, they're built for a marathon, not a sprint. Exactly. That's the way they're built. And that's what I'm trying to get to where they just chug, 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 and we're off. Right. And nobody beats us. Yeah, you look in July and all of a sudden you're 10 games behind them because they never really stop playing like, well. They just... You know, that's what I'm getting to. And I think we hit this and you kind of reboot the season and it's chug, chug. You didn't get that time to do chugs. That's right. <laughs> what I'm getting to. Yeah, you need to just hit the ground running. And you got to be off. able to just right. drop go. it in the gear and go. Yeah. And they just never did that. No. And I don't think there's any real moment where you can look at and necessarily say that was defining. 
No, it's no. the whole series they defining <laughs> to me is just you never got going. You never felt your back against the wall all season. Right. You weren't had this team been in last year's situation and like let's just say they overcame it, mm-hmm. I think they're in a different spot. Okay. Because you're going. You got the mentality, you're going, you're going, you're going. But this year when you win the division by fifty games. Right. <laughs> and there's just nobody next to you, you never have it. You never wonder, if I don't play good today, what's gonna happen? No, it's like, okay, I go 0 for 4 when the next guy gets 4 for 4 and nobody knows any different and we won anyway. Even then, let's just say, and it's happened during the season, Mookie goes over, you have Trey go 1 for 4, whatever it is, and you've had uh, Freddie go over. Shake it off, next day is another day. Right. I, I don't care about one game because I got 162. Right. And you just weren't able to hit that here. Now, did anybody expect these three guys to go cold at the same time? Probably not. No, but it's, again, the Padres had something to do with it. You know, they... Yeah, I'm not taking away from the Padres either. I think they did what they had to do. Showed up and played baseball. Yeah, because again, the, the Padres do have a certain, like, um, the way they're the mix to the team. I mean, again, Darvish can pitch. Snell can pitch. You know, Musgrove can pitch. So it's not like they're out there and you're just, like, waiting to just hammer one of these. It's like, no, they're actually really good. You know, they have their days and moments and there's things on the Padres team why they get beat. You know, like, again, you're riding like Trent Grisham and, you know, okay, he overachieves and, you know, it's like, okay, well, that's going to get us through this round and maybe mm-hmm. the next round then becomes, oh, yeah, he's Trent Grisham again. You know, because that's what happened to him the next round. It's like, oh, yeah, he can't buy a hit. Yeah. You know, Austin Nola was getting hits again against the Mets. He got some hits with the Dodgers. Like, okay, that dude ain't it, mm-hmm. you know. So that being said, they, to me, still are not over the hump. They're in that same Realm with Cleveland, Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> you know, again, I put them in the Seattle boat. That, oh, that's the well, Seattle. That's higher than the Tampa boat. You know, that's where I put them. It's like, okay, you, again, you know, I, I don't think that highly of the Padres and how they're run. Correct. Because they do all these things and it still doesn't work. Mm. You know, even making moves after moves after moves. They're still talking about making more moves. It's like, okay. And will it get you closer to the Dodgers? Probably not. You have Juan Soto again. Okay, all year, cool. Tatis will return because hey, the playoff run of anything had helped him because it knocked some games off the suspension, mm-hmm. you know, because those count. So, okay, then what? And then you're hoping they might move Snell this offseason. We'll see because there's rumblings. Mm. You know, again, you can't just have like a five and two-thirds innings pitcher. That just doesn't work, yeah. you know, long-term. But – You'll keep making little moves, tweaks here and there, and then you look up, and then the team rolls out there, and you still have these, like, holes. You're going, okay. So, like, with them, if they were to, to me, get serious, and who knows? Maybe the owner just says, you know what? This is the year. AJ, AJ, just do or die. You you win it this year, or else you're not coming back. And I don't care what you do. If, let's say, they go get, let's say, Xander Bogarts, because I know that's one of their people. It's getting Mm. bandied about. That becomes your shortstop. Tatis, you just moved to the outfield, and now we're running with that. That's our lineup now. Okay, now you're looking more real to me because mm-hmm. now you've yeah, moved. Four. Right, that's my point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you, it looks more real. Dodgers. <laughs> well, no, you're right there with them. Yeah. Now you're even. Now we're on a level playing field. When we start looking at lineup to lineup, we're we're functional. Okay, you know. So then if you go do that, then, okay, now I'll say you're doing some things. No, knowing them, they won't. They'll do something else. And, you know, okay, Kim, you're going to stay here at shortstop. We'll rock with Cronenworth. Okay, you're you're there at second. And, okay, do we, yeah, we'll just keep Bell. Ah, forget it. 
right. You're going to play first base now. You're just going to be it. All right. And there's Machado. I have to carry you dudes again. <laughs> so knowing them, that's what they're going to do. And that's why I don't really believe completely in what it is they're doing. So until they get past that and build past that, I'm not going to believe it. But for this year, it worked. And the Dodgers, you just go, okay, well, we just try it again next year. Because, again, you won 111 games. I mean, any fan base, it's only about winning the World Series. Well, yes, that's the ultimate prize. Of course it is. But you can't dictate that when it's only like a five-game series. I can't, you know, or seven-game series. I can't dictate it. All I can do is put the best team out there I can. And if I won 111 games in a 162-game season, I put the best team out there. Do you think the DS should move into a seven-game format, or do you like it in the five-game sprint? Me personally, it's tough because you don't want the playoffs just to keep running on and on and on and on and on. Mm-hmm. So if you add two more games, so that's potentially another two days, three days to it. Because I want to eliminate as much randomness and variance as I can in the, in my playoff format. So, I mean. By extending it, do you kind of take that away, though? Because the randomness? Because yeah. how many? Well, yeah, by extending it, you, you, you win, do. right? You're, you're because a better team should hypothetically win. Right. It's easier to win, say, two out of three than it is to go three out of five or four out of seven. Mm-hmm. It's just the more games you add, the more likely it is the better team will actually win. Correct. But you have to be mindful or mindful that baseball is played outdoors. Yeah. So you we're can't like keep playing in November. Right. The NBA, you can be your indoors. So November in Cleveland, well, it's one thing to be sitting there, you know, in in the, the basketball arena. It's another thing to be sitting there outside. Correct. Yeah. In yeah. The baseball field. So well, if we can actually get a season to start on time. That'd be nice. Well, that was weird this year, yes, but just in general. So if you add games, you'll end up running, yeah. running into that. But how I would deal with this in terms of for the fans is I would go soccer, what they do in the MLS. Aggregate? No, no, no. But say in terms so. of I would have a commissioner's trophy. Oh. This, okay, there you go, Dodgers. 111 wins. You had the best record. We are acknowledging that over the course of this season, you have been the best team. Mm-hmm. Period. Move on. Playoff format, they're going to get the World Series trophy. These are two different things because it's just not the same. A playoff format, regular season format aren't the same. Yeah. Let the Dodgers win those. And if that becomes a thing, you've won the commissioner's trophy, but you never win the World Series. Okay, fair argument. But just that way I can honor the regular season, especially if I'm adding more playoff teams. So for the Dodger fans, that's where I would kind of throw them a bone and say, look, you guys had the best record. So you get that. Mm-hmm. And then we'll see who wins the World Series because it is kind of dumb luck and happenstance. Correct. So moving on to our next round of dumb luck and happenstance. More. Yeah, Philly against San Diego. Um, yeah, two teams going, how the hell did we end up here? <laughs> yeah, I think the, everybody was. But it, it was an interesting, it, on paper, I thought it was going to be like a seven-gamer. We're going to see some good stuff. Well, to me, I just said, okay, it's two like kind of mediocre baseball teams. Well, that's why you get the seven <laughs> competitive seven games right there. And then they got out there, and the Flames was like, no, nah, no, we got other plans. I wonder if that comes back to again. You played against better teams all year. Do you think a little bit of that hits there's there? an element of it? But the Potters gonna be like, dude, we've been playing the Dodgers all year. That's in our division. Well, that didn't work well for them. But I'm saying, you do, yeah, you yeah, do yeah. see them, you know. But no, I think they just got in there and. You know, the again, the Padres had to do a fair bit to get where they got. And there is, like, again, emotional roller coaster. You slayed, you know, you slayed the dragon. Yeah, they definitely slayed the dragon there. And you took out the first, I don't even know what would be there first. 
Well, you take out the meds. I feel like the that's emotion, what I'm saying. You yeah, went, the emotional you, like, impact that you took out but to I think, the top teams. But I think the Dodgers are the one. I think that's so too. The that's team. the one where like, yeah, we got you guys. We finally that's the got team you. we're trying to beat. Yeah. Always trying to beat them. You finally do it. And then it's like, oh yeah, we got to play the Phillies. Like, uh, yeah, but we No, no, we, we already did the bet. We already did it. Yeah. I mean, again, so the Padres owner, Peter Seidler. Uh, okay. So Mr. Seidler, uh, who are your grandparents? Uh, they're the O'Malley's. So what team did they own? The Dodgers. Right. So in your whole life, this has been the team yeah. <laughs> that you've kind of, baseball has been viewed through that. Prism. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think once they got past that, it was like, okay, Phillies, whatever. Whatever happens here happens, but we're Yeah. You know. So who knows? I think, you know, the Phillies kind of ran into it a little bit, but it's not the same thing beating, you know, getting to Atlanta. It's like, okay, cool, whatever. It's not, oh yeah. They they, they will say there's an element of it because the I just don't think it's as big. I think there is an element, but I wouldn't say it's as big because you haven't had to try to go through that monster. Well, they over have. and over and over. Well, Padre status is we've done all of this and we still can't get nowhere. Right. That's what I said. The, the Phillies, Phillies finally haven't. did something like we got a couple guys and look, we can win. <laughs> right. Where the Phillies haven't, because again, the Braves are a version of the Dodgers. They win the East like every, almost year. every year. Yeah. So it's like, okay. So if you're the Phillies, you're going, Jesus, we got to be trying to beat these people. And then you do. And you're like, ooh. <laughs> so it was a little bit of relief for them. I think they were kind of going, we're expecting to see the Dodgers here. Oh, you're not? Okay, let's go. <laughs> let's go. We got a shot. Yeah, I, I, I do think you kind of run into that. Um, but yeah, man, it was just a funky playoff series in yeah. the NL where it's cool for the those fan bases. You got the upsets, yeah. But just in baseball perspective, it was funky. No, it was. It was real funky, and then you get to the World Series, and it looked like for a second Philadelphia was going to make a run at this, and then no, they just did just enough to irritate Houston. Yeah, and then Houston just like. Mm-mm. Yeah. We're not having any of this. Yeah, it ain't happening. 2-1 Philly, and then game four comes, and here comes Houston. Yeah, here's a no-hitter. And so Yeah, and then they went three straight. Yeah. Win their first World Series title. <laughs> it was it was just incredible. You mean Dusty wins his. Let's go with that. Right, Dusty does win his, and the Astros win their first titles. I got to go with both. Okay. But I, the one thing that I will say is that I was happy for Dusty. Because yeah. I've talked to you so much about him, and it just made me feel like, you know what, he finally got He finally got his. Yes, he got his. And if he calls it tomorrow, which he actually re-signed, I think, for yeah, another he got a, year. Yeah, another year. Yeah, yeah, like if he just decided to call it and say, you know what, I did what everything I wanted to do. Yeah. Now, it's cool because I think- this, That's definitely writing into the sunset. Yeah, this takes this off of his resume, so now or it's onto his resume now, so he can go to Cooperstown as a manager. And, no and when they see the plaque- it. Right there. There, there is a world it. championship right there. <laughs> yeah. So that's always a good, that's, that's an awesome thing to see. Yeah. Um, another thing that I did enjoy seeing was like Carlos Correa's face when Jeremy Pena won <laughs> the world series the, the MVP. MVP. Yeah. Which was cool for him. I mean, cause he surprised me. I think he surprised everybody. I mean, cause I really didn't watch him that much. I wasn't really focused on him. I was like, okay, whatever. He's the guy replacing Correa. And I'm like, okay, he's just kind of not. But then it's like, no, he he can no, he, really. He replaced them. Yeah, he replaced them. And yeah, they. And they, some, as Boris, right? Boris is the agent. Yeah. I think they had a conversation. They're not offering you what you want. Go play somewhere for one year. Watch what happens at that position. <laughs> You'll be right back. They'll call you back. I honestly think that was a conversation. <laughs> and then that happened. You're just like, you got you to look dumbfounded at each other, right? You're just looking at each other like. Yeah, I'm not going back what there. What just happened here? There is no spot there. No. And I I believe, if I'm, you can tell me if I'm wrong, there was already rumblings about it beginning of the year. There was talk about him going back already. 
Well, he just they just knew he wasn't gonna be in Minnesota long term. I I'm pretty sure yeah. I heard something about it, like watch out, he'll go back to the Astros type of thing. And I think that was a game plan. And I just yeah. don't think it worked out for him. And that was my favorite moment. Yeah. Well, for me again, I I enjoyed watching Pena because again, it's good always good to see another young player. Yeah. You know, do his thing. You know, there's guys on the team I I kind of like as players. You know, I I'm still kind of with Bregman. I don't know if his kind of it might be over, not over like he's not going to be done as a player, but that 40 home run like MVP guy. I don't know if he's going to reappear. Return, mm-hmm. but it was cool to see like you know Kyle Tucker getting some run on a national stage because that dude is really no, good. he's real good. I'm okay with him. You know, and I was okay with your Don. Yeah, your Don. Your Don had his moments. Yeah, it is. You know, I know that one had to. Staying a little bit when you go, Josh Fields, really? I'm okay with it. I was okay with your Don. I, you were bound to have one. Yeah, everybody's got. Everybody's got to have one. That was it. But I was okay with him. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, it didn't sting me as much because no, you weren't. Your team wasn't involved. No, I don't even think it was that. It was like prior years when they made. It, I'm like, guns lose type of thing. No, it's but good. like I was. I think. This year again, you weren't involved. So you have like a moment, you have like another series of distance. Mm. So you could kind of say baseball ended for me like a week a or so ago. ago. Yeah. So. Maybe, maybe that's what it was. Okay. So let me explain. Cause this is how it goes for us who live on the other side of town. See, you don't have this experience cause your team makes the playoffs like every single year. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, for us normal fans where our normal teams, like, yeah, they, they check out their seasons and like, yeah, it's July and August and you're done. So you can watch the playoffs and be perfectly fine. <laughs> uh-huh. you, you knew you didn't have a, a, a dog in this fight at all. So Dodger fans, this is just a new experience, kind of like a one-off, like, oh, this is what it's like over here. And then they'll do some Dodger-type things, and then it's like, oh, nah, that was a one-off. So <laughs> I'm praying for Trey Alexander. Trey Alexander. Trey Alexander. Ah, okay, and Carlos Correa, Dodger shortstop. <laughs> uh, you keep calling it. I just... Fingers crossed. I re- you know what I really love about Xander is just his approach. I just love the. I would leave him alone. Re- he's the one that's at thirty, right? The batted ball data. Is not pretty. No, it's not. It's like it's not as bad, but I no, it's not. I trending feel like in the right he's direction. so consistent. That's I think that's what I like about it. Meanwhile, I look at the other two, and I think their highs are higher than Xander's. Okay, but I feel like okay. the lows hit lower. Dodger fan, you might want Correa. For the exact reason what we said is what was missing from the team. A little fire. Is exactly what he brings to your team. Mm-hmm. So he's not just going to let somebody just ground out and be 0 for 4 and just look at him like, oh, whatever. It's cool. It's like, no, we need to win today. Mm-hmm. He'll be the first dude in the dugout chirping and now you get dragged into it. <laughs> well, guess what? You know, you're in it now. Yeah. So now you're energetic. You're, you're enthusiastic about the game. The Dodgers might need that. Mm. So it might be, yeah, this is the the perfect dude here to kind of change the dynamic in the clubhouse. You'll still have Dave Roberts to kind of rein him in. Kershaw's still there, an experienced veteran. Be like, no, nah, man, okay, you're getting too far out there. Yeah, But, yeah, I I would absolutely go, yeah, this might be the person. Again, the 88 Dodgers, Kirk Gibson, that, that was kind of, you needed that dude. You did need that dude. You did so. need that dude. I'm kind of hoping on like a, a Max Scherzer deal on Verlander. Okay. I wouldn't, I'd be okay with Actually, that. the Dodgers get both of them. It wouldn't even be weird. No. We'll see. And then we'll all of a sudden, you start getting these Astro dudes, and you're like, oh, man, this guy, oh, well. Just going to have. Let bygones be bygones. I can do it with Verlander. I can't do it with the other one. I told you. 
What, uh, what would, I have to look up the text. I'll accept it, but I yeah. won't love it. Yeah, exactly. I'll accept it, but I won't love it. No, I mean, again, these the players aren't all choir boys, but again, the object's for your team to win. So mm-hmm. I just think I, think I could see him fitting in there. That's just where I would do. And again, if I'm around the front office, I do have to look at the human aspect. I, I agree. I agree with that. Um, but that's kind of like playoffs. Yeah. That was our playoffs right there. Yeah. Um, well, we definitely got a lot more coming up this season. Yeah. We got free agency coming up. Winter meetings are in a week. I'm expecting some big trades to go down. You're going to have trades, free agencies. I mean, because you just had what's um, Abreu go today. Abreu on a three-year. Yeah, three-year three down, year to, down Houston. to Houston. So basically, he's replacing Guriel. Correct. You had, yeah, Clevenger going to the White Sox. On a one-year, which I think adds some depth. Uh, he's not going to take the ball every fifth day, but I think it's... It's a good pillow deal. Yeah. You go there, you pitch well, okay. Now, okay, now you go get a be- better deal, but I think it could work the other way where Chicago kind of wins. Yeah. Wins it out, and maybe they do something and I think special. He's, I think it's a little bit slick on his part. Mm. You're on the White Sox, the alleged good team in the division. Lots of Tigers, Royals. Yeah. You're like, watch these numbers. Yeah, and then the Indians lineup, I'm pitching against the lineup. I'm not worried about their pitcher. Yeah. I don't have to hit against Shane Bieber. I'm mm. pitching against him. Okay. That'll work. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, and I can't assume Giolito does that again. I'm not guaranteeing he's back on that team. <laughs> You're still on that one, yeah. But No, because, again, you could move him. You just got Clevenger in there, mm-hmm. right? Okay, because really, as of right now, today, Dylan Cease is the best pitcher on the oh, team. Oh, yeah, no, Dylan Cease is nasty. So, he's nasty, nasty. As of today. So you're like, okay, move Giolito out of here. Get us some younger, more cost-controlled guys in here. Again, Dodgers, we just made a deal last year on that Pollock can, for Kimbrell deal, so we know what our, the other one's like system kind of has going. And my scam us again, you know. So, <laughs> but no, it's not like Pollock was a world beater. No, for he wasn't. No, <laughs> so. it was. Uh, yeah, it probably worked out both ways. Yeah, um, yeah, we'll definitely have to take a look at those. You know, this is kind of Stevie's like real first off season, right? Like last year, yeah, he got the two big fish, but I think this is like his real, like well, where he had time to strategize. It's not, yeah, it's not compressed where the last one was compressed. Yeah. So I, I want to see what he does. I think there's just so much good stuff going on. Uh, and then also Rizzo back to the Yankees, two years, 40 yeah, million. Yeah, he went back home. Yeah. Um, so we got a lot of stuff coming up this off season. So make right. sure you guys stay tuned for that. All right. There shouldn't be any more IL stints. Okay. So we should be good there. We're moving into our new digs. Going to get comfortable. I think so. I think so. Um, before we head out, any brother on baseball news? Oh yes. So I will be doing starting probably what two days. So it'll be becoming December first. We'll be you know how we did the um, off season last year. Like it. Re- rebuilding our teams. Looking at what is going on with these particular clubs. Well now. We'll have it, and we can we can cover it here and there. Perfect. So we have all that going on. Make sure you guys stay tuned. Dingers and K's. My name is Jeremy Altrell. I'm here with Jamal Roussel over there. Let's hear it. <sighs> Much love, everybody. Talk to you soon. <laughs>